Greetings fellow explorers and welcome to the seventh episode of Geekoscopy 101. It's the science podcast show that explores the nexus between science, story, wonder and philosophy. With me, your host, Dr. Kirsten, and today we are fighting ignorance with superheroes and with none other than Justin and the super scientists. How are you doing, Justin? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, to speak to you today. I discovered your platform. If it's if it's a platform, I think it's a platform. Um, so. yeah. At uh, Comic Con Africa, you had a, a booth there last year, and I didn't meet you. Uh, I think I met one of your other colleagues that were running the stand. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought it was a, a brilliant idea. But before we delve too deeply into that, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and uh, what you do? So uh, I run a nonprofit organization called Codemaker. And uh, it's been around for about five years. We teach, essentially, it's like youth empowerment through science and technology education. So initially, we did a lot of hands-on um, uh, classes with kids doing like coding and cardboard engineering and robotics and, uh, and it working in low-income communities uh, around Durban. Um, and then... The last few years, we've been focused much more on the coding side because it was just easier to scale. So we've done things like uh, translate, scratch, uh, free software from MIT to teach coding. I think probably a lot of people that listen to your show know about Scratch. Uh, It's great, super creative. And we translated it into EasyZulu to just lower the barriers to access. Mm-hmm. So we've done that, and then we're making sprites that are South African. Um, so we we got some uh, artists to make some sprites for us, and then we held a drawing competition to essentially like get people out there to make you know the sorts of images that define South Africa, uh, so that then kids can tell stories and make video games using using those sprites. So that's kind of like code makers in general was kind of on the coding side and the making side of things and then <laughs> out of that came uh came super scientist so it uh we launched like you like you like you said about a year ago now and um and it's been it's been great so how did the idea for super scientist come about uh essentially i what a few different things so one is we made some uh, to get kids inspired to think about different types of careers. As part of Codemakers, we, we interviewed a couple of scientists in their workspace, and we had them talk about their personal history, their personal, their, their educational journey, their personal journey, what they do on a daily basis. And, uh, and these were awesome videos. We found a surf videographer, so they were like really high-end production, and, and uh, we filmed them both in English and in Easy Zulu. <laughs> and we showed them to kids and they loved them. Uh, we'd ask kids, what kind of careers do you want to pursue? And invariably, uh, after we showed these, these videos, kids would say, I want to be a scientist. And, and then we'd say, why? And they would, they would name the person in the video. So they'd say, I want to be like Bonacile. I want to be like Bongiwe. So... So that was great. And we, we tried to find other people that we could. Interview. And because it was, uh, 
you know, pretty uh, difficult to, to make like good quality videos, uh, we, it was going to cost a lot of money, uh, to do so. So, so that kind of didn't work. And, and then at some point I put up like a bulletin board of scientists that I found in South Africa. And, and it was actually kind of hard to find that kind of information. It was hard to find like, here's a person, here's what they do. Here's a picture of them. And, uh, and we did this found like, I don't know, 15, 20 different scientists, different fields and kids didn't pay any attention to it because it's on a bulletin board. Uh, it just isn't like active. Right. So, so there was the, there was the, there was the point of like, this is information that we know can work. And then, and then at the same time, you know, like pick and pay does these different types of cards that are out there. And, and essentially it was like, why if, if, if kids are like getting their parents to shop at different shops because they want the cards, why can't we, uh, get kids to learn about scientists and learn about science through this same sort of approach. So, so that's kind of, so I had this idea and I've been kind of sitting on it for a couple of years or at least a year or more actually. Mm -hmm. And, and then I told it to a friend and the friend just kind of like an offhand thing. And this friend was like, that's, that sounds like a cool idea. You should really do that. So, so then that, that was kind of, you know, it was like, I think this is a good idea, but not totally sure when she said that, then I made a plan and I found somebody to help me, uh, mock up a card and, um, and then found some scientists that, uh, would be keen to really do it for real. Cause it was a bit of a risk for them, I mm. think. Um, and then once it launched, then it's, uh, it's been cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Are they like collectible in the sense that there's a limited number or do you just keep printing? At this point, um, sorry, my son's on my lap. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this is a family show. I'll go back to sleep or maybe he will, he will wake up. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, at this point, they are, they've changed, they've changed a little bit. So, so like the ones that maybe we first printed were collectible because we're not, we're not doing those again. No printing. Um, okay. Well, so, well, some of them, cause what we did, let me just show you an image of one. So this is, this is a scientist. Uh, his name is, uh, Peter, Peter. Macharia mm -hmm. and he's geomatic. So he's from Kenya. So initially there's um the with the cards there's a built-in uh kind of like top trumps game and initially when we when we had uh the the characteristics that we were going to use included the salary of people in the field oh dear <laughs> why oh because <laughs> it was great actually because kids it wasn't the it wasn't the individual person salary and that mm -hmm. and that got like that became something that was a little pain to explain and yeah. um but kids like it blew their mind that they could actually make a decent salary as a scientist and and I think that that's really important because you know a lot of uh a lot of young people there's already enough stigma against wanting to be a scientist mm. Um, but the idea that, you know, you can drive a nice car and you can earn like actually pretty good money, depending on where you are in the hierarchy, um, is something that was really 
like revelatory to them. But the problem is that, you know, not all fields are the same. So comparing better paid fields to less well-paid fields was, was sort of problematic. And, and I didn't really want to end up in situations where people were feeling uncomfortable about it. And there were some scientists who told, yeah. who told me like, yeah, we, we, we don't want to include this in because they, yeah. we think it'll buy us. Yeah. All right. So what's the reception that been like so far? So it's uh, running for about a year now. You've attended some conferences. You got cards out. You're shipping cards, I believe. Um, so, so we were, um, yeah, we, we, it's been great. I mean, the reception has been really positive. The scientists really like it. The kids, when they see the art, they think like, whoa, what? This is scientists. And then, and then, and then they're like, this is a, this is like a living scientist. Like, you know, wow. Um, and, uh, institutions also like it. So it's a great way to kind of show off who are people that, um, that work for a given institution. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like a fundamentally like very positive project. Um, and, and what we have not been able to do Oh goodness! Are you still there? <laughs> yeah. So we, we, were, something. we were creating cards and um, you know giving them at Comic Con, and we went to a couple of uh, other events like a career day where we gave out a bunch of stuff. And then, really, what we need to figure out is a business model to make this uh, sustainable. <clears throat> so, either with um, you know a way to sell things or corporates to sponsor, uh, you know, there's lots of different ways to do it. And it's just a matter of trying to figure out, figure those out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a, a game integrated into it. I don't remember seeing, because uh, I have a few cards that I got from Comic-Con, but I didn't really see any game in it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's like a top Trump's game. Mm-hmm. So what we, what we've done is we've changed the, the characteristics to be, we, we asked each scientist, what do they think is most important to succeed in the world of science? And, and, and they're, they ranked these different attributes. So it's hard work, creativity, curiosity, and communication. And then based on their ranking, we assigned a number to each of those attributes. Um, and, and then we also initially had the year that they were born. But, um, but again, some people felt like, mm, you know, is that really the right thing to include? So we really got rid of it. Yeah, it's irrelevant. I mean, initially we wanted people to, we wanted young people to see like, oh, these are also young people. But, you know, if it ends up biasing them against the older people, um, like they don't want to connect with that person because they think they're, you know, as old as their parents, then, you know, why do that? So your phone went went back to, to portrait mode there. Oh, did it, well, my, my, my camera, my, the camera uh, can't decide whether it's sideways or not. <laughs> there yeah, my, my phone turned off. Okay. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, that's actually more than I expected in terms of reception. So just probably if you keep going at it, it should get somewhat uh, some traction. Um, I'd like to play like a game, like a full on game version. So maybe when you get like a deck someday, you can probably like sell it at a deck um, and then add expansions and stuff. Um, 
Um, yeah, so I talked. I talked to. I talked with this. Um, a couple of different people that are really into Magic: The Gathering, mm-hmm. and you know, I think what's what's cool about this is that once you have the characters, you can, you know, you can use those characters in lots of different ways. So we can use them in a top trumps type game uh, very easily, but then we could also, you know, build other game mechanics with the same characters. Hmm. Um, and, and for example, this, I, I, I shared it with this, this one um, kid. And then she was so excited. She showed it to her brother and her brother like wrote down all of these different ideas. He was like, Oh, the, the marine biologist could beat like the computer scientist because water would, you know, take out their computer. <laughs> take, take, um, yeah, you know, true. these, these kind of like, you know, more nuanced game mechanics that would be, would be fun mm. to play. So, so I think, you know, the list of things that we can do is very, very long. And it's, it's uh, like, I'm, I'm essentially like a team of, we're a team of like one and a half people. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to find people who are like, Oh yeah, I know this stuff. I could totally imagine figuring that out for you. And then, you know, make different. Yeah, no, it, it, oh, the no. potential. You're I, still there? Yes. I'm here. You cut out for a second. Uh, the potential is really cool. Um, and I really dig the idea of having a full blown, a, a bit of a deep game, but obviously not too deep because, um, it is essentially awareness for school kids. So you can't have it be like Magic the Gathering or, or Yu-Gi-Oh or something like that. So I imagine something more like Pokemon level of, mm-hmm. of depth would, would be cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm keen to see it go somewhere like that because I would enjoy playing it, especially like, cause one of, one of your scientists is my friend, Nelson. Um, oh is, yeah. Uh-huh. What, is, what is his name? I forget what his name is. He's, uh, uh he's, uh, uh, Captain Caracol. Oh yeah. yeah Cause he's yeah. pretty snails. Whoa. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of Captain Caracol right there. Yeah, so it'd be really cool to like play one of my friends in a card game. Be like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and that's—I mean—that's one of the other aspects that's been cool about this is just seeing, you know, people will take their avatar and it will become um, their social media avatar, and they will—they'll share it with friends, and friends will be like, you know, you've been working out at the gym like you're crazy buff now. Um, you know, based on their character. So, uh, it's just, it's just fun. It's fun for science, for scientists, you know, when science can at times be, um, you know, all that we know science can be. Hmm. For sure. No, I think, uh, the, the possibilities are endless with this and I'm keen to, to see where it goes. Um, so, What's been one of your highlight moments during this this journey? Like, what's has, has kept you going? What has surprised you? Um. I think, um, you know, what a couple of times I've when we've launched a new card, um, I've gotten people on social media or people have talked to the scientists themselves and 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 said, you know, this is so cool. When I was a kid, 
the only people that I thought could be scientists were like white men. And, and like, I'm going to take this and go show my kids that they can be, you know, this, this is who they should think scientists are. So, and, and one person told me like somebody called her up like crying and like so emotional because it, it was like had that, it had such an impact on her and it, Mm. and she knew that it could have such an impact on like her kid or her grandkid. So that I think like, that's the whole point, you know, like we want, we want kids that we work with over in Cato Manor Chesterville to be able to name a scientist, see a scientist, you know, who looks like them, uh, and know that, there are scientists out there with similar stories as they have who are now, now doing like awesome work, contributing to global problems, contributing to local problems and, um, and being part of the, you know, world of science that's, uh, that's doing cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine you're probably going to get many more stories like that going forward. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And yeah, the, the idea that we need to kind of break down this idea of what a scientist looks like is getting a lot of traction online now. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing on Twitter right uh-huh. now uh, when it comes to scientists uh, that are persons of color. And I think it is fairly important to show that you don't have to like look a certain way or sound a certain way in order to be in a certain position. You know, it's it's really important that kids are shown that, okay, um, you have the potential to be anything. You don't have to, because because you're from a certain culture or background or whatever, um, are excluded from anything for any reason. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and I mean, another thing that, that's been really cool is, um, like, uh, one of the super scientists, uh, her niece had to dress up as a superhero for some challenge that she was doing at school, you know, so online schooling during coronavirus dress up as a, as a superhero. And she chose to dress up as a super scientist and she came up with her own name, uh, the antidote. And she had like a lab notebook, um, and wore a cape and costume. And then I saw the picture on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's just like it, 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 this, this project has this like organic, um, growth to it that, you know, with a little bit of help, we can get lots of kids doing this. So, so after, you know, when she sent in that picture, then I found an artist that could turn her, her pose into a character. And then, you know, now what we're hoping to do is we're hoping to get a lot of kids that can do that. And already, um, a couple of kids that are, again, are, are, this is like the, their mother's a super scientist, but they saw their mom, they saw their mom dressed up or drawn as a super scientist. They want to get in on the action and, and they're just interested in science. So now there's fireball girl who like wants to eradicate coronavirus and her brother, who I think is like six, she's six and six and eight. Um, he is really interested in nature and geo- geology. So he's like ball man and wants to uh, be able to detect volcanic activity early. So it's just, it's just like that's getting kids excited. And then if the, you know, they go, they go on into 
taking science classes, awesome. You know, if they, they go out and explore more, awesome. If they happen to go to varsity and want to study science, you know, double awesome. But if they don't, they're still going to have just a better appreciation for, for, um, for this kind of thinking. Yeah, for sure. I think it it definitely plays on the the wonder aspect of science. Um, this this is a theme that comes up in the show time and time again, where it's like we are all uh, all of my guests and myself lament the fact of how science is taught in schools, and it's just a bunch of facts that are thrown at you and numbers and statistics, and the wonder is kind of lost. You have to you kind of have to get the wonder outside of school. Um, which is kind of sad, um, but yeah, I mean 100%. that's why people like us exist, and like we try and bring the wonder back to the kids. Um, cosplay for science; those guys dress up and go to conventions, uh, dress up in like uh, pop culture characters. Um, Francois Nodet is a he's an education scientist, so he looks at various ways of teaching science that's not like the old school way of reading from a textbook or uh-huh. the terrible the terrible way of reading from a textbook so yeah you, you ju- we uh I'm, I'm kind of gathering my own team of people who are trying to teach uh are trying to get the wonder back into science and and yeah 100 show the kids that it is not as boring as it is portrayed in school <laughs> Yeah, because um, that's where you lose the kids when you just like fire and facts at them that they need to learn off by heart. For what reason, I don't know. Uh, but like, if we teach it that way, I don't think that the curiosity is lost. And that's what science is about. It's about like, yeah. the pursuit of knowledge and curiosity. And you kind of, as a human being, are born with it. And then it gets beaten out of you at school for some reason. Um, it's so weird. So yeah, it's, it's, this is one of those things, um, that definitely helps to counter that. Um, so coming from the other side, um, if you want to get featured on super scientists, how do you go about that? So at this point, we, so we, you can, you can nominate somebody via our website. Uh, you can nominate yourself. Um, and we've had, let's see, how many, we've had at least four or five, I think, people that were nominated who we've turned into super scientists. Um, so that's a way. And, um, and then, and, you know, at this point, we have like a bit of a backlog. We have, even, even now, we have people that are drawn um, who I just need to sit down and figure out their profiles and get their cards out. Um, and again, what we really need to do is we need to figure out a way to, to fund everything because Mm. I think that there are, you know, we've, we've, we've profiled scientists in Kenya and Botswana. Um, we have a Ghanaian scientist. There's Ugandan, um, somebody from Rwanda and, and a lot of those came from, um, a, a project around gender equity in science. So this was, uh, African Academy of Sciences funded project through, um, the Sante network, which is a network of HIV TB researchers. Mm. And, and the idea was to kind of re 
imagine science and reimagine um, kind of gender equity in science. And we were going to have a conference and it was going to get, bring all these people together with their drawn as, as super scientists. And then of course, Corona uh, killed that, the, the, the ability for us to <clears throat> run a conference. So instead we had a big online campaign where we had the quotes of the scientists around different thematic issues of, of improving gender equity um, with their characters. And that was really, really quite successful. Um, so, so yeah, there's, um, you know, we would love to have scientists from all sorts of different fields in and make it Pan-African. And, and we're, we're even talking to some scientists and some black scientists in, in the States, in the U S uh, to, to have some of them featured as well. So have a, have an American series, um, and, and continue building out, uh, the scientists in, in, in African countries. Yeah. Yeah. That's always pretty cool. So you have, um, you have been trying to do like conference type things and get, get the, the people together, which is cool. Sadly, of course, the world is different than it was uh, last year. Um, and it's going to be much more difficult, oh. difficult, but, uh, online conferences are a thing these days. Um, it, yeah, it has to be. So I'm guessing in the future, um, you're going to have to do your conferencing online until things clear up. So you guys have a name for your entire group of superheroes, or do we just call it super scientists? I think we, I mean, you know, thinking about this, I, I, I you know, I'd love to call it like lab rats or but that's not maybe not the the most <laughs> positive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point, I think we're we're the you know they're the super scientists, and and you know it's one of these things where where people are calling themselves super scientists now. Um, <clears throat> so you know, people that we've profiled, they're like, so it, I mean, it's great. It's it's <clears throat> it's uh, you know they're they're like owning it, and um, and that's that's what you want. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I would just, I just thought it was interesting. Like maybe if you could have like groups within there um, that specified maybe by science or, or science type or even by geography. Um, it would be cool. Maybe later. Yeah, like different. Line. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. So mm. like um, we did we did a group of marine scientists. Um, so we have, we have like four of them. And then the other thing that we're starting to do is we want to have champions. So the, we want to have people that are maybe not scientists, but are champions for science or, you know, science communicators. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a, one of the Sante scientists that we profiled, she was a epidemiologist. But then now she works for UNICEF um, at the kind of at the country or even really world level. And and so she's essentially, you know, building out um, programs, HIV treatment programs and uh, pediatric programs. Um, but yeah, so we want to have other people that are not just, you know, in the lab. Um and the other aspect that we are very conscious of is that we don't want to 
profile just you know professors. We we want to we want to recognize that you know master students and PhD students and postdocs and um, even you know technicians. I mean, uh, there's lots of different types of careers that mm. make science tick, and and that science doesn't end with a published paper. Um, you know, it requires the advocacy people and the policy people, um, the communicators, the documentarians. Um, and, and I think that can be, that can be really a cool way of, of kind of spreading the idea of super scientists, but also really recognizing these other uh, careers and awesome people that do, that, that do fun stuff. Um, to, to help advocate for, you know, um, preserving marine biomes and, um, you know, turning HIV cancer, HIV treatments or cancer treatments in the lab into things that people can actually afford. Yeah. I think it's really important to highlight that, um, being a professor is not a end all thing. I think the statistics is like less than 1% of um, people who enter tertiary education end up as a, as a professor. So highlighting the fact that you could leave academia and become, um, or get into private sector or government, um, or consulting or anything like yeah. that, I think is really important for the kids, um, so that, you know, they can, I think feel confident in pivoting if they realize, okay, I don't want to be a professor or I don't want to be yep. a scientist uh, at some point. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think another aspect is that, you know, the professor can be really intimidating. So, and, and there's a lot of kind of survivor bias built into those people. Um, so, so to be able to show kids, you know, here's somebody who, who went on from a engineering degree and now they're working as an environmental consultant or something like that. Um, that science is everywhere and not, not stuck in university. I think that's another really important aspect. Cool. Um, all right. I think we touched a bit on this, but like, what do you in totality think? Why do you think it's difficult that kids, um, it's difficult to get kids interested in STEM these days? I think, I think, I mean, you, you touched on it, uh, earlier and the, you know, the way that science is taught is, is problematic. Um, uh, kids, kids love stories and they love characters and they are pulled in a thousand different directions, uh, especially if they have access to the internet. So you know, when you, 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 you see people on TikTok teaching, teaching or not even teaching, but just like having fun with some science idea, um, you know, YouTube slow-mo channels and elephant toothpaste experiments and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's fun. Um, that gets kids saying, you know, I want to do that in my own house. And and then they do it and, you know, maybe they learn something, maybe they don't, but it's just like, it's a fun thing. And they, they start associating fun with science. Then that's going to kind of change how they think about their, their science classroom that might still be taught in a, in a, in a kind of traditional, um, you know, fact-based way. So I think that 
there's that aspect. And then another thing, um, you know, I, I lived in uh, San Francisco for a while. And in Silicon Valley, there's just this, there's this like palpable feeling that you're in this geographic place where people are inventing things and creating companies. And there's just this, this kind of, uh, you know, buzz in the air. And, and I think that we don't, um, we don't have that so much in, at least in Durban, um, you know, maybe, maybe in other parts of South Africa, but, but there's, there's not that kind of expectation, um, that, 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 that science and technology and those, you know, the importance of those things is kind of like baked into how people live. Um, so, I mean, even trying to find, like, I'm trying to find, uh, Comet Neowise mm-hmm. and, and I still am ha- <laughs> like, I, I looked at a couple of different, uh, astronomy websites in, in South Africa. Um, I have not really gotten a clear answer as to where I can find it, um, in the night sky. So, you know, I just, I, I think, I think we kind of need to figure out ways that we can make it part of, of how kids live. Um, and previously, you know, I'd, I'd come up, I, one of the things that we want to do with super scientists is we want to make a calendar. So we'd have different, different scientists and other aspects of, uh, super scientists, uh, in this calendar, like a monthly calendar that you'd put on your wall. And then, and then part of it would also be having different events, uh, you know, written onto the calendar and it could be astronomical things. It could be, you know, uh, international turtle day. It can be the, you know, the day that, um, the Algolis two was, uh, commissioned and put into the ocean. And then, and then kids are like, Oh, what's the Algolis two, you know? Um, so I think, I think like the more that we can do that, um, the, the better as well. Touched a bit about this um, just just in passing, but where do you like to see super scientists in five to ten years? That's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time, <laughs> especially 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 with twenty twenty. Um, but uh, you know, I want to see. I think I think one of the things that's been really interesting about this and comparing it to the other work that we've done as code makers, the, is that, that it's a product. So, you know, as a product, it can be replicated pretty easily. It's a platform for a lot of different offshoots. Um, and, and it lends itself to, uh, just a lot of different creative avenues. So, you know, we, We've done a bit of augmented reality already with the mm. with the cards. So, you know, if you have one of our cards and you put the free app Artivive at the logo, whether it's on our T-shirt or you know on the back of the card, then a video will roll of the different scientists that we've profiled. Um, we can do the same on the front of the cards and have video or animations uh, pop out. So we you know we want to make an app, um, though recognizing that that's going to serve like a certain segment. 
of the population and not maybe the, I mean, there's plenty of kids, but you know, we, we want to make things, we want to make sure that we're still like, uh, being pretty true to our mission. Um, and so we've, we're making like activity books and we're, uh, we have coloring pages and, you know, it would be awesome to end up with, a animated series or kind of like a live mixed series. Um, the, you know, uh, like I'm kind of, I don't like the idea of necessarily creating a lot more like plastic toys that are out there. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and one of the things that we, we had to figure out was how do we make envelopes that are paper envelopes because for, for, for our packs of cards, because we, we were, it would be really easy to make plastic envelopes. Uh, but the idea of, of making plastic envelopes and then having marine scientists inside those plastic envelopes, knowing that a lot of those, that plastic would end up in the ocean was just like not on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, so, you know, we, we want to kind of explore all of the different products out there. Um, and, and, and again, kind of get back to the hands-on aspect. So if we ended up with some, you know, different rich media that was getting kids to explore and, and do experiments and all kind of within the, the super scientist brand, um, you know, I think like that. And we, I mean, what we really want is, and we want, we want a pretty broad reach. So I would love to end up uh, having super scientists in lots of different countries, uh, lots of different fields, and and people just kind of recognize it as um, one of the go-to ways of getting kids interested in not just in the science, but the but the people behind it, um, and that's that's what this this gives us is it gives us uh, that 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 human connection. Um, which I think is really important and, and really cool because they're, you know, because they're living people, uh, they continue to go and do new and interesting, new and interesting things. So like some of our, some of the scientists that we profiled, they study HIV TB, but now because of coronavirus, they are involved in, uh, COVID-19 research. So, you know, to be able to update kids and say, Hey, interferon is now, doing x and y and he just talked at the aids uh the aids meeting as a plenary speaker like and you have him on a card you have him on a poster on your wall and he's still out there like doing awesome stuff uh i think that's another aspect that we can explore so i think what's what's cool about this is that there's a lot of different options and a lot of different things that we can we can see how well they work and the ones that work well like pursue those um and 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 also you know see how technology changes because to you know we at at some point a couple of years ago we went and we took uh vr uh three, three 360 pictures at a lab so you know we want to incorporate those pictures into uh into the cards as well so now a kid can go and from a card you know through an app now they're in the lab um 
you know, who knows, who knows where things will be in yeah. five years, let alone 10. I think that would be really cool. Um, the, I mean, yeah, the, the, A, uh, the AR part is really cool, but I think, um, it's, it's, uh, limited in what it could possibly be done. Um, with that, you know, you could be linking to the scientists research and online profile and things like that. Um, but yeah, that takes time and money. So I'm hoping yeah. you guys get funded, um, in some sort of manner. Um, but that's you know a story for the for the future. I think. Um, well, I have I have uh, faith and hope in this project. It's really cool. It's really cool and interesting to me. Uh, but going off uh, super scientists and more about Justin, what are your favorite fictional superheroes? Um, let's see. So, I yeah, this is. Uh, so Mike, I have a, I have this I have this young guy here. Then I also have a eleven uh, year old and a eight year old. So um, so my eleven year old is a big Marvel fan, um, and I you know in in Marvel world I like Thor a lot. I think mm. he's like super clever and mm. also. Um, he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, he said, he said, he's, yeah, yeah. he's such a ham, especially, yeah. especially in, uh, end game. That was, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then black Panther of course is awesome. I went, I went to the mm. black Panther premiere and it was so, we saw the black Panther in, uh, in IMAX mm. uh, at the premiere. And it was just so phenomenal to see everybody dressed up and so excited, uh, for that movie. So that was, that was really cool. Um, and then I was thinking about this question cause you know, when I, w when I was growing up, I read, um, Count of Monte Cristo and, uh, it's not a superhero in some ways, but, uh, you know, I think what's, what's, what's interesting about the superhero idea is that kids live through characters. And I kind of, I kind of didn't realize that until I had kids myself. I mean, you know, at some point I did, I was playing like, I was playing chips, this like American, uh, uh, cop show when I was a kid, mm, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, and then I had kids and of course, like that's what they did. But then if you listen to kids, they will like, you know, if they're about to do something that they're a little bit afraid to do, they will kind of like you know, pump themselves up and they'll do some uh, sound effect or they'll be like, you know, flash, like, let's go. And then they'll run really fast. Um, and that's kind of what happened with, with Codemakers is we were, we were having kids make different types of stories and animations. And so many of the boys were making like superhero uh, characters and, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z and... Um, uh, oh God, what's it called? Um, you know, just all of these different awesome characters. And I kind of realized like this book, Count of Monte Cristo is like all of these different characters that you read about growing up, you, you, you get into them. And that's, and that's what we want with this project is you get into the skin of this person and, and you really see the world through their eyes. Um, 
so, and you know, that's, uh, that's a long answer, but, um, but I think, you know, whether it's that or another book that my, my son loved listening to when he was a really uh, young kid was, um, Anne of Green Gables. And it's the story of a girl in Nova Scotia, Canada, who like has all these different adventures. Um, but again, it's like, you know, he would get into the idea of who Anne really is. And it just changes, it changes how you look at the world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I think the final question is, uh, what other geeky things do you like to do? Maybe with your family as well? Um, <coughs> let's see. I, oh, you know, one thing I love is, uh, the sardine run. <laughs> it's <terrible. laughs> um like i don't i don't know if it's i don't know if it's that geeky but in some ways it is because like it you is. know you yeah. you have to like wait to hear where the sardine run is and then yeah. you you know you it's like this oh man it's like this it's like this like there's there's so few things i feel like that are that are not prescribed in the world mm. that um you know something that that you don't know if it's going to happen or not and then when you hear this happen, you have to rush out and do it like that. And then, and then you go down there and then to see like, you know, a super pod of dolphins, like a couple, like I think last year, or a couple of years ago, we went down to South coast and, uh, there was netting. There were a couple of fishermen who had caught sharks on the line. They reeled in the sharks and, you know, I think a bronze, bronze whaler. Is that, I don't know if that's a, is that right? The type of right type of shark. Um, sure. Not a shark. And then, then they let it go. But you know, like the activity. And then as we're leaving, there's like a super pod of dolphins with some, you know, hundred, two hundred dolphins um, that are feasting. So it's just like I, I really, I really enjoy getting out into nature and kind of seeing. Um, you know, like just experiencing, um, what's amazing about the world, which, uh, uh, you know, one of the best classes that I took in, in university was a botany class. And to, to like, at the time it was fine, but now it's the, it's a class that I use more than like pretty much anything else because you still have some, you know, remembrance of, what different plants are within different families and groups. And, um, and I think that's, what's cool about science is it just gives you this different way of seeing the world. Um, Oh, and, and, and for example, like, you know, the people have been during lockdown, you can take like a spring onion, a green onion, and you use it up and then you have like the last little bit. And if you let it, you put it in a glass of water, it'll, it'll grow like two centimeters in a night. So, so then I've just been taking like every single vegetable, um, that we have. And then you, you know, use it up and you just have that. Yeah. yeah, You just have that Maristem Hmm. at the, you know, at the end and like a Chinese cabbage where we cut it off and then it grew uh, and like made like a regular cabbage again. But then this other time I cut it like too low and so rather than like the whole cabbage coming out, 
it came out as like six different cabbages, like at each, you know, the last oh, okay. little bit, Interesting. you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just cool stuff like that. Um, yeah. and, uh, Oh, like, yeah, I, I found a bunch of moss in my bry. So I was just looking up how to make like a moss arium, um, which is a word I didn't know, but this it's is, essentially a, that is new to yeah, me a as terrarium. Well. Yeah. Terrarium where you just grow moss. Just moss. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, Do you, can you put you lichens know, in there? I don't know. I don't know. Like that's, you know, I think that's the, another cool thing about like having a science background is you, I think have a much greater propensity to say like, let me try it out. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it, do the experiment, see what happens. Yeah, Failed yeah. experiment, like wonder, no big deal. I wonder, yeah. I, th I think uh, propagation and like gardening is, is one of the, the things people have turned to on lockdown. That and baking. People enjoy yeah. their baking and plant Yeah, I made a lot of uh, uh, no-rise bread. <laughs> no Turns out to be awesome. It's so easy. It's so yeah. easy. And you end up with this like beautiful, huge air bubbles, like awesome, cr crispy crumb. Highly recommended. Interesting. No rice bread. I'll check it out. No rice. Um, is that like without yeast? Is that what's No, it has on? yeast. Oh, what am I saying? No rice. No need. Oh, Sorry. I see. No yeah. need bread. So um, you just like. It's so simple. It's like th three ingredients, um, four ingredients, and you don't need it. And you have this awesome loaf at the end. Cool. Well, I think uh, it's time to wrap up, but I'd like to think um, that I'll have you on in the future as science, uh, uh, I mean, um, super scientists proceed. And also maybe we can have a chat about code masters because that's also something that's important for the kids for the future um you're not involved with this kids coding academy are you is that a different thing i'm not no um, yeah we've i mean the, what's interesting about teaching kids to code is uh is for another podcast yes <laughs> indeed indeed and with that i think it's time to pack up uh, camp and head back to our labs and or fantasy worlds. But first, Justin, why don't you let our fellow explorers here know where they can find you and your work on the internets? Uh, yeah, cool. Thanks a lot. Um, so we are at superscientist.org and then on social media, it's uh, Sci Superheroes, so SCI Superheroes. And that's on Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram and then Codemakers is codemakers.org.za Alright, so thank you Justin for joining me, it's been a really fun chat and thank you to you, the listeners for sparing your time, I hope you had fun learning with us today, otherwise stay safe, keep well stay tuned and cheers mm -hmm.